And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Kelly's Tambourine Collection. Play a jaunty beat while sneaking down hallways or tailing bad guys. Previously on Cautious Optimism. You do find the door is locked. I or Rico can sneak down wearing just a towel as if we've gotten locked out of our room. Um, maybe. I think I'm just going to try and let him know that we're going to be surprising our friend and we want to we wanna leave something. Do we have something we can leave in there? Oh my god, I just found something in my backpack. I forgot I bought electronic lockpicks. I think there's a little person or a little something driving around a big ostrich suit. He had a house that was labeled universe's most tiniest species and its house. Could this creature be upset at Tuff for stealing his house? Yeah, so we just got to get something concrete. I mean, even if it's just a picture of the robot, you know, looking like Toft. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Kyan Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Toss. A slimy, gelatinous. Mm, what are you hauling? Goo thing. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. Okay, well. Let's uh, let's just get get into it. You guys were meeting um, Slorg or whatever I named him <laughs> at the uh, at your spaceship. So I imagine you guys we should start the scene with you guys already there and and waiting for him to show up. Sound good? Um, so Rico's never has not seen the spaceship yet. Yeah, yeah. We need so, we need to have this conversation with Rico. Yes. <laughs> As you're on your way there, you want to tell her all about it. So the spaceship. <laughs> uh, simply put, Rico, she's a hunk of junk, but she's our hunk of junk, or, or so we think. <laughs> I mean, she's someone's. She's somebody's hunk of junk. You think? You don't know? Uh, theoretically, she was willed to me by my uh, uncle after he passed away, and that that stands up, but. We may or may not have passed away. So it's a little bit of a limbo situation, but as far as anyone oh. else needs to know, she's 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 ours. And she flies. And I think she's beautiful. She flies ish. Yeah, we still don't have those hoses. Oh. We still have the fuel leak problem, Captain. Yeah. Oh. In fact, we should check the bucket that we put underneath the fuel line. <laughs> <laughs> 
and pour that know. fuel back into the tank. It's <laughs> quite a lot going on in that last le- sentence. You don't know whether your uncle is dead. No. Okay. I mean, do you do you right now know the status of all of your uncles at this second? But why have you got? <laughs> Obviously not. I mean, we have a lot of uncles. <laughs> so okay, so we're at this. We're in the same boat. <laughs> But why do you have his ship if you don't know if he's dead? He, for, he, we thought he was dead. He was declared dead. And uh, I found a message, or or Hank found a message. Uh, or was it Kyan? Someone found a message on the ship and brought it to me. And it said it was him saying that he was not dead and to come find him. But then we got caught up in this whole drug deal thing. So, I mean, and murder mystery. The point is. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Drug deal thing. Drug deal thing. What drugs? There's a drug deal thing? I mean, we're at the... We're meeting the guy. I mean... Yeah, but she doesn't know about it. Yeah, she knows nothing about that. I know, but we need to tell her. This is the way to tell her. Like, it's no big deal. She's so confused right now. And she's got her... She's got her iPad out again, and she's taking notes... So like don't don't take the notes on this one like don't yeah just- yeah this, this is <laughs> this is on a need to know basis and you need to know but I don't think history does um so we accepted a shipment of vegetables from the planet surface up here okay come to find out that in this shipment was unsavory items of an uh, illegal and illicit material oh. Yeah, so yeah, drugs. I, just, I said drugs. You can say drugs. It's fine. <laughs> what sort of illicit materials? Good ones? Hallucinogens, I believe it was. Oh, maybe. Good yeah, I forget one. the street name. I do too. And uh, Rico, you would probably recognize uh, from the description that it's hallucinogens. And because you're kind of an expert on the avian people now, that the avians use a hallucinogenic compound in their religious rituals where they they take it and then they believe that they experience visions of you know their deity their you know ancestors that kind of thing okay so that's sort of shamanistic exactly exactly it's legal on the planet that the avians live on on a falcon rock but the league of planets has banned it anywhere else you know, within its borders, of course. So you're not allowed to take it off planet. So okay. even though it was legal down there, shipping it up to the space station, not legal. Okay. What's it called? I'm not sure either if I made up some silly name. Oh, I thought we I don't gave think it you've never name. named it. Let me check session one notes real quick. I never wrote down a name. We did determine that it wasn't like a like a heroin sort of drug like it was a it was a hallucinogen. So it was like a it was a recreational type drug, not a yeah. destroy your life and you're going to be strung out on the streets, hooking and crooking. It's not physically addictive. Okay, or else we wouldn't have done it. <laughs> Let's call it uh, the avians call it tears of the gods. Oh, that's cool. Thanks. Tears of the gods. Got it. Oh, so you have some tears of the gods? Shh, not 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 so loud, Rico. Oh. We this it it, it is illegal. In, inter- in international space. Well, yes, obviously I know that. But yeah, yes, and the Glorb feller was retrieving some of it from that seahorse 
in Mr. Toff's establishment. And I set us up a meeting to maybe offload this stuff before we get caught with it. And we're all in the clink next to Toft. I see. Well, this is a very exciting way to spend an afternoon. <laughs> yes. And we are hopefully going to make some money out of it as well. Oh, yes. Always nice. So this is your lovely ship then? No, no, no. Ours is the one behind the lovely one. Ah. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the one that's dripping rust off of the posterior rockets. It does look like it needs some work. Yes. Should it be dripping that black stuff? Um, I mean... <laughs> no. Hmm. No, it shouldn't. <laughs> Interesting. Seeing as how something else is seeping into it from the other side, I think it might balance out. <laughs> a novel way of flying a ship, certainly. Does it fly? Yes. Eh. When it has working parts, yes. And isn't trying to kill its engineer. And isn't blowing up in the engineer's face, <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, and she's mostly airtight, so we're good for space. Mostly? I mean, 100% is a lot to ask for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, usually in a spaceship, but okay. Just, you know, there's certain compartments we don't go in when <laughs> we're in space. It's fine. You didn't need anything from there anyway. I guess she has some character. She's looking very, very skeptical right now. because <laughs> she's smart. <laughs> <laughs> I can assure you, Rico... It, it, as suave as I am with the ladies, I'm even more suave with the ship. <laughs> She's just staring at you, completely unblinking, looking so unconvinced. And Kyan just goes, and then that means we're doomed. Yeah. Oh, well. Nice knowing everyone. So as you guys are having that conversation around the ship, I, uh, I think you notice Slorg is entering the uh, docking bay. And it looks like he's waving some sort of gooey appendage at you as he enters. I wave back. <laughs> Similarly. He comes up and says, is that your ship? Indeed it is. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, here, I uh, brought, some, brought something you might have a uh, need for. And I think you have something I might have a need for. Maybe we can make an exchange. So what what did he bring? Let's take a look at it. Out of his gelatinous torso, a briefcase basically pops out. And as you open it, it's booby-trapped and explodes in your face. No. No. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> I didn't say paying close attention to traps. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I gotcha. I'm tuned as all. <laughs> no, it is filled with a, a bunch of credit chips, basically. And upon closer inspection, each one is good for 100 lopsies. And uh, apparently he's divided it up into lots and lots of individual little credit chips so that it's less suspicious than having one gigantic denomination on a chip would be your guess. This would be the interspace version of small unmarked bills. Exactly. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and all totaled up, you figure it comes to about 10,000 lopsies. Okay. We could use that. Yeah. I look at the rest of the crew. I'm fine with this. This solves two problems. 
money and now we don't we won't have the stuff on our ship anymore absolutely speaking of the stuff may i see it so anticipating he would want to see it when we got here i would have asked uh probably kyan because he's the strongest to go like get a crate or or, because i don't want him to see where my secret hidey holes in my ship are yeah all right so does uh kyan want to hand him the crate open it up something like that yeah absolutely he looks inside and he goes ah yeah this uh this was the shipment uh, Oscar was supposed to get in. I didn't know he was working with some new delivery pilots. Yeah, he uh, he didn't know either. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll be happy to uh, take this uh, if we have a deal. Are we good? I take the briefcase and I don't... Oh, I shake a tentacle. I don't want to, but I shake it. <laughs> I'll shake the tentacle. <laughs> All right. Not afraid. And I swat him on his bum. <laughs> All right. As you as you swat him on his bum, your hand gets kind of sucked up inside mm-hmm. the gelatinous Whoa. body. Oh. Yep. And uh, what you get after a moment, <laughs> it is slowly released, and it is now covered in goo. And he gives you a jaunty wink. Uh oh! <laughs> what the hell? We'll wink back. <laughs> I better be invited to the wedding. That's all I'm saying. Dun, 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 dun. And as we as we described before, the way he winks is by sticking one of right. your t- sucking one of his eyeballs up inside his gelatinous body and then popping it back out again. So he does mm-hmm. he does that in the jauntiest manner you could do that. Wow. Wow. This is great. And then he completely envelops the you know container with the hallucinogenics and he has to expand to like three times the size to do that. But then in a violation of all known laws of physics and science, his body shrinks back down to its regular size with the large container inside of him. Talk about a hidey hole. <laughs> do you say that out loud? Yes. <laughs> he says, yes, indeed. Oh my God. He has a bag of holding for internal organs. He's bigger on the inside. All right. That's what I tell the ladies. <laughs> and he says, this deal has gone surprisingly well. So would you be interested in doing business with me on another venture? Uh, what is it? In, how illegal is it? Very. Oh, What does it pay? Potentially very good. See, I'm looking at expanding the business of distributing the tears of the gods. The avian church on the space station, they pay well enough since it's very important to them and they can't get it through any legal means because they're on the space station and, you know, government laws and regulations and all that. But because they could technically just fly down to the planet and uh, go to a temple there or whatever, they don't pay that well. But If we take this to a more populated planet further away from Falcon Rock, where you can't get this easily, the supply goes way down, demand goes way up, we can make a lot more money. Now, I've already made a contact. I've been talking with somebody, and I think if we could get him a sample, 
might be able to set up a more permanent business distribution situation, which could potentially make a lot of money if you guys could fly me in a small sample of the goods to Lorda 3. Lorda 3, you would all recognize as being a fairly largely populated planet, closer to kind of the center of the League of Planets. It would be a few hyperspace hops away from where you are now. And because it would be a much more populated planet, there'd be, you know, tons of people there, potentially more business opportunities, that kind of thing. It's also a planet that enforces laws and rules a lot more strictly than, you know, Falcon Rock and this space station does. So riskier, possibly more lucrative. So I asked the, is his name? No, what's his name? Slorg. 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 I'm going to have to talk with my crew about this privately, but you don't have any sort of lead on any fuel valves or what are they called? What was leaking? Fuel lines. You don't know where we could pick up some good fuel lines for cheap, do you? Oh, you guys are traders, cargo ship pilot. Don't you know any from his gooey body, something that looks like a nose emerges and then an appendage that looks kind of like a hand emerges, and he puts the his fingers, his append, his gooey fingers, up next to the side of his nose. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Don't you guys already know where to get good space parts cheap?" No. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's the problem we're running into. The only space parts that we've been able to find have been retail. The nose gets sucked up into his body and so does the appendage again and he says are are you guys new i mean sure theoretically (laughs) i mean listen if we were a different type of operation we could just steal them or get them from another nearby ship that is unlocked but we also would be happy to buy some on the cheap (laughs) maybe some that fell off of a truck but we'd like to pass the the good fortune on to others we don't want to do all of the underhanded stuff on the station He thinks it over for a moment and he says, okay, you guys aren't members of the guild, are you? No. I know a lady who is. I mean, since you're smuggling and doing illegal things already, I thought, uh, because remember that uh, guilds are illegal in the League of Planets, too much like a monopoly. Right. He says, I just assumed you would already be members of uh, the guild, but if you wanted to talk to this uh, contact I have, I could set up a meeting and then you could get better prices on ship parts. That would be fantastic. Her name is Anya Breck. She's down on Falcon Rock, but you could probably, with a secure transmission, could probably talk to her about, um, you know, joining up. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And uh, where did we land on you guys giving me and my cargo a, a trip to the planet? Lorne to three. We still need to talk it over privately. Oh. And I think there's a, probably a good chance that we'll do it, but we're not going anywhere without these fuel lines. So I got to take care of that problem first. Okay. Well, you have uh, just, you know, you know where I am. I know you don't. Uh, here. Give me, give me this <laughs> like, you know where to find me? No. I forgot. You don't know where to find him. He gives you, he, he basically gives you his phone number. 
Gotcha. His, <laughs> his space phone number. He shares his Snapchat. <laughs> there you go. He says, let me know when you've made a decision. I'll be on the station until I find somebody to fly me out of here. Got it. Thank you. And he turns around and he starts moving away however a slime person moves. So we got to talk about that crew. And then we got to go back and check on old robot guy. He was like, we have a busy day ahead. Yes. Especially since he had like 1 a.m. Yeah. And you did just make uh, 10,000 lopsies, so make sure somebody's adding that to your character sheet or keeping track of it. Yeah, so we've got now, I think, from just coming up to the station, we now have 18,500. Or is that 5,000 from what? What was Toft going to give us? He was going to give us 10,000. Okay, so we haven't gotten his yet. Right. So we got 3,500 for, I think, the fruit. I thought it was 7,500 from Feluvia for the fruit. Ooh, yeah, the 3,500 is what you were going to get. From Toft, but I think she paid more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so we've got seventy. So we've got seventeen fifty. So we've already made an additional fourteen thousand lopsies over not doing the original mission. Pretty much. I like it. I think it's more than that. I think it's seventeen. Well, well I was saying we were supposed to make the the thirty seven fifty from Toft. Right. Right. We didn't get that, but instead, instead we separated the shipment into seventeen thousand. <laughs> so. <laughs> And a potential business opportunity, apparently. Business opportunities, indeed. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you are enjoying this week's episode of Cautious Optimism. For those of you who don't listen to the Horsefeather Saga, first of all, shame on you. But second, you missed a big announcement last week. The next episode of Cautious Optimism will not be releasing in two weeks like we all planned. Instead, we are releasing it next week. Cautious Optimism, at least for the months of April and May, will be releasing weekly. We're doing this because this episode that you're listening to right now was recorded back in October. And if we keep releasing content twice a month, you won't hear the stuff we're currently recording until 2022. And that would be sad because we're having a lot of fun with our current adventures and we want to share them with you. What this means is you will be getting Cautious Optimism every Friday, but we'll be releasing our newest campaign, What Is Not This Tuesday, instead of this coming Friday like originally planned, and it will release on the second and fourth Tuesdays of each month until the Horse Feather Saga returns from hiatus. Once it returns, What Is Not will release on the second Tuesday of every month, and Horse Feather Saga will release on the fourth Tuesday of every month. People, that's six episodes of As the Dice Roll a Month. We're excited, and we hope you are too. Now, when our players aren't making shady back alley deals with slimy space aliens, we're doing other podcasty things. Our illustrious GM Todd has returned to his other podcast, The Nerdberg Review, with episode 45. Listen to him geek out about video games with his sister, Elinzia. The next episode of Mating Habits of the Modern Geek drops on Monday with episode 119, where Kelly will be talking about RPG etiquette and couples. Bamashock's actual play, King of the Heel, has two campaigns going each week. You can check out Rhyme of the Frostmaiden on Saturdays and Dungeon of the Mad on Wednesdays. Check both of those out on twitch.tv forward slash Bamashocks. On Girls Gone Wow last week, Raven and her co-host EJ tackled the Ardenweald Covenant campaign on episode 465 of Girls Gone Wow. And this week on episode 466, they will be tackling the Venthyr Covenant campaign. Make sure to check them out over on Warcraft Radio. 
And last but not least, Ray and I spent episode 193 of Geektitude last week talking about lots of different things, including changes to the DCEU, escape rooms, and Amalgam Comics. And on episode 194 this week, we'll be talking about episodes 3 and 4 of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Lots of things going on, so let us know what you think about the changes. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com, or better yet, you can leave us a voice message. Just click on the link on our website, asthedicerollcast.com, or you can check out our Twitter at asthedicerollrp, or our Instagram at asthedicerollcast.com. That's it for me this week. Let's get back to the crazy antics of our intrepid crew right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, comics, movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu. Now about this time, I would say, Rory, your space cell phone starts ringing. And you're... uh, your caller ID would show uh, that it is the station's uh, security office. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so um, I look around to make sure nothing illegal is happening in my background. <laughs> Not right this second. <laughs> and, then, and so, and I, and I answer, hello, Rory here. Hello, this is uh, Sergeant Jared uh, calling Rory. You're, uh, you're working on the Oscar Toff case, right? I am. All right. Well, the chief wanted me to let you know findings of our report from the break-in. Uh, I'm transmitting the file to you now, but basically uh, the pa- the painting was vandalized. The front door was busted. That dollhouse terrarium thing was busted up and the uh, doll was stolen uh, six tables were smashed, uh, about a dozen chairs were broken, uh, safe in the back room was, was broken open, but nothing was in it. So we assume that whoever did this was mostly trying to steal whatever was in that safe, but, uh, also committed all this vandalism on, along the way. We found different sized, uh, footprints. So it must've been a couple of people, we think, uh, it seems it's weird. Almost seems like they came at different times. Like one came and did a bunch of stuff, and then later on somebody else came. So we don't know what that's all about, but whatever. They're all in the file there. Thank you, Rory. Out. Click click. There was a doll stolen. Like that was the only thing I could hear out of that entire report cap. So they don't know anything. Everything was broken up, and. The terrarium, which now they're saying it's a terrarium, the doll from it was stolen. I still think that either the doll was never there and the doll was actually the little person running the robot or 
somehow that's tied to the little person in the robot. Yeah, it could have been a second little person, I, I, I'm thinking. Maybe, like a loved one. And then there's nothing, the safe was open, there's nothing in the safe. And then it looked like there were several different people who were there at several different times. I'm wondering if one of those times was us. I think one of those times <laughs> must have been us previously, yeah? Yeah. The safe was open when we went in there originally, wasn't it? That seems like I recollect it that way. Yeah. So the new thing that's happened is that the doll house has been broken into and the doll is gone. Right. I think we should go back to the hotel room. I agree. Ours or his? I mean, yes. yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yours or mine? (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) All of you make perception rolls, please. Uh Uh-oh. Why is everybody? Why is that a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. <laughs> when the when the GM asks you to roll, it's never good. Eight. I barely made it. I made an eleven. Nine. Woohoo! I got an eight. Okay, so how much did you guys make it by, or not make it by? Um, made it by four. I made it by one. Four. Three. Okay. Uh, so everybody made it, and sounds like Rico and uh, Cayenne made it by four. So you two, before anybody else, uh, Rico and Cayenne, notice that there are security officers in the hallway outside of where your ship is docked, a few of them going, uh, going down the hall towards one of the other docking bays. And you've been paying close enough attention, you probably recognize the docking bay they're going to is the one that Sam Sillysome's ship is parked in. But without a captain. It would seem. Oh, w- without its rightful captain. Let me rephrase that. So sorry. <laughs> well, let's follow them. Sneakily. As you guys sneakily follow them. What is a stealth check in this game? I think it is actually its own skill. Seems logical. Probably uses dexterity if you don't have stealth would be my guess. Yeah, I'm guessing. As I say in all my games, so this would have been a bad time for me to bring along my tambourine collection. (laughs) (laughs) Delph is dexterity minus five. Poof. Crap. Everybody who is sneakily following them make a dexterity minus five uh, roll. Unless you have the sneak skill, but I don't think anybody does. Oh, I I trip over my collection. (laughs) (laughs) I trip over Captain. I rolled an eight, but that still doesn't pass dex minus five. So and we all just land in a heap, all of us. Like. Yes, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> all right. So as you guys are stealthily stumbling down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like kicking, kicking things and like exactly. falling over. You're, you're kicking a can down the hall as you're trying to be stealthy. Uh, avian police officer, uh, security officer whose bottom was swatted, looks over at you and says, Squaw! You might want to see this, Squaw! Somebody's trying to steal Sam Sillysome's spaceship, Squaw! Oh, well, let's just run after that. Uh, we untangle ourselves and get there as quick as possible. <laughs> All right. So as you, uh, as you get into the docking bay, you see Sam Sillysome's ship has in fact powered up. And the engine is 
straining, but maybe whoever is trying to fly it doesn't know how to fly a spaceship very good because the station's docking clamps are still secured, so it's still anchored to the ground. Mm-hmm. Rookie mistake. And so it's kind of a horrible screeching noise as the metal of the ship is fighting against the metal of the station and there's all kinds of horrible breaking noises and there's a whole bunch of security officers in here it it seems like the whole security station like everybody must have come to try to put a stop to this a few of them have some kind of gigantic laser well or laser torch that they seem to be trying to break into you know cut a hole open in the door to, to gain entry and uh Another a human officer that you recognize from investigating the uh, restaurant break-in is talking on some kind of a radio device that's amplifying his voice, and he's saying, "You know, stop your engines! You're gonna destroy! You're gonna tear the whole space station apart! Stop your engines right now!" and that kind of stuff. Question: Do I know enough about the sort of ship that this is? Is there a, a point where I could yell to the security to tell them to shoot to get the engines to disengage? Oh. Because you wouldn't want to hit the fuel lines or that sort of thing, but just something to like. Right. Yeah, like shoot, you know, shoot it above its the name written on the side of it and it'll it'll stop it'll shut down. You have spent your whole life with spaceships, and so I you know, I I I'm not even gonna make your roll for it. I think you would know that. Nice. Cool. I do have sixteen points in it, so yeah. <laughs> Well, there you, there you go. You probably would have made the role anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much been your whole life is right. riding on spaceships, learning about spaceships. So yeah. So I do that. I yell out to the detective who knows me and I, I point to where if you shoot it there, it'll, it'll shut down, but you won't blow us up. He says, oh, thank you. We'll, we'll give that a try. Now, you are civilian, so please, please stand back, uh. And, and get out of our way. And <laughs> he uh, he talks to a couple of, their, of the police officers there. And uh, they take out a larger than your standard hand pistol. It looks like it's not it's not a it's not like a bazooka size weapon, but it's obviously something designed for being used against armored, you know, vehicles or spaceships or something. A, a very large weapon. Mm-hmm. And they take careful aim right where you told them to. Oh, and somebody runs over and grabs the guys that are working the big, you know, blowtorch and, you know, tells them get out of the way and everybody starts to back way up from the ship. And then you hear from some kind of intercom from the ship, a voice that sounds like Oscar Toss saying, I just want to leave. Please let me leave. Please let me leave. And uh, then they fire. And there's a flash of light and a big explosion. And I guess this isn't the last episode of this story arc, we'll just we're gonna have to find out what happens next time. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've got well, another it, hour. It, it's quitting time. This I've is- got another. <laughs> <laughs> Rats. Next time on Cautious Optimism. We have to evacuate. Squawk! The whole docking ring is going to explode. Do you know how to disable self-destruct? No, but my my cousin might. Oh, there's a bomb. Oh, I'll, I'll be there in a minute. Uh, you, you have nine. That's not many. You're too late. 
Revenge is mine! You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek2geekmedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. 